Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Welcome to Mama interview number 23, and I'm here with the legend that is Richard Sellers. Thank you. Richard, thank you so much for coming. Absolute pleasure. And uh, we might start with how, when and why Richard became involved in drama education. Okay. (laughs) Goes back a while. Um, Well, it goes back some 30 years, actually. Um, And I suppose, really, it started with my high school drama teacher, as I know it does for a number of people. Uh, but my high school drama teacher, uh, Malcolm, um, Malcolm Sussman, uh, who was, he was a legend uh, in his own right. And he, I guess, even before we started using terms like this, uh, he really engaged his students. So, um, and he had a great respect for us. Um, and we just had the best fun. So he was, he was, he was like, you know, because I went to, uh, out to Lidale High School is where mm-hmm. I, I went to school. And uh, he just, his, his school productions were legendary, you know, as, as a number of school productions can be, but people would come from far and wide to them. And uh, so they were always a big thing. So that kind of really got me interested. Um, what's, what's very little known, and uh, for those people who know this person, um, I've got a riddle for you, which is... Um, <laughs> What do Jane Bird and I share in common? I will answer the question for you. <laughs> we both did uh, maths and science in year 12, which uh, is surprising. Yes. <laughs> so I come very much from a maths science family, um, and it, there was no question it would be like that. The only, co- the only concession that was made was that I was allowed to do an extra subject but I couldn't replace a subject, and that was literature. So, because that was before the days of drama and theatre studies, so I could do literature. So I was just on the cusp. If I've just been a few years um, later at school, I would have done drama and theatre studies, but they didn't have it, so I didn't do that. And then I went to um, Rusden College, um, and in those days, Rusden College. People kind of what like... What year are we talking about? Uh, we're talking... Um, <laughs> do you know, I can't actually... <laughs> but it's... <laughs> it was the late 80s, so that's all I can tell you. And um, uh, those days, people kind of likened it a bit to VCA and NIDA in that a lot of people kind of went there really for the actor training um, or for the dance training. And then it was a four-year course because it was a Bachelor of Teaching and then there kind, of, there kind of came this moment in about third year when they sort of said you've got to actually go out into schools and teach and people went oh, we you, do really? you're joking that's not what I signed up for that's right I don't know how to do that and, um, and so so some people left um, other people kind of endured it um, other people excelled at it um, and I was just happened to be in the absolute right place at the right time in that uh, there was an offer came through um, from the education department's theatre and education team called Bouverie Street, uh, Bouverie Street Thai team. 
and a gentleman called Brian Pritchard and myself were selected from the course to go and work with them for a year. So that became our teacher training. Wow. <laughs> was working with Foo Free Street Thai team. I actually, have, I, I actually did do some teacher training in schools. I have to let people know that. Um, uh, so I actually did, I did the right thing. I actually did some teacher training. But a lot of my teacher training was working, um, creating theatre education shows for schools. So that's kind of where that sort of started. So I came to teaching... Sort of, yeah, sort of late-ish after having probably 10 years in sort of theatre for schools and that's kind of where I sort of started. Wonderful. And the changes that you've seen since the uh, late 80s to now in drama education? There's been quite a few of them. Um, uh, I mean, I think one of the things is, is that I think we now look outwards more than inwards. I think that, that we we have more, much more of a global perspective on things. And, and I think also professionally, I think we now see it far more as a profession. And I think we are, uh, we're all kind of constantly skilling ourselves up, reskilling ourselves up, that kind of thing, making sure we're on the ball and that kind of thing. I think we do that really well. And I think we, I think, you know, organisations like Drama Victoria, Drama Australia, etc., IDEA, um, you know, work really well at being able to do that. I think we're, we're very good at doing that kind of stuff for each other. Um, so I think that that kind of outward-looking sort of um, seeing what the world has to offer us, I think, is even more so now than, than it was when I I started and obviously the influence of IT and so on you know and I remember getting uh, just getting very excited with Justin Cash um, former, former president of Victoria um, who um, when the stage the NIDA stage struck um, CD-ROM came out how where, good was that that's right where you could kind of go through the Sydney Opera House to backstage and sort of see how production was put on we thought like this was amazing <laughs> which is at now it's fairly old school, but but you know, but I think we got very excited about all of that, and um, and just recently I've just actually in wearing another hat, um, I've just finished uh, supervising someone who just did their masters on the use of mobile phones and uh, apps um, in the theatre studies classroom. So wow. we've kind of come a long way in that regard. So that's certainly something that, that there's some of the things that I've sort of seen along the way. Cool. And some of the highs and lows. <laughs> well, the lows. <laughs> I've got. I, I have got more highs than lows. I'll tell you. I'll share. For me, cool, but I'll share my low with you. Okay. Well, okay. So, when I first started teaching. I really didn't know what I was doing. So the thing was, I was at a boys' school, and it was a pretty challenging boys' school. Uh, I absolutely loved that boys' school, and I ended up being, it was simply, I was in Box Hill, and I ended up being the uh, year 10 coordinator um, there, and absolutely loved, loved the school, but it, was, but it was a very tough school. It was very tough for everybody. Um, but the thing was, so there I was doing drama, and the interesting thing was, I actually came into a drama program, which was quite established at the school. So it was actually, there were three drama teachers, um, and uh, but I went straight into kind of VCE um, and also um, got the bulk of the drama load because the other two drama teachers, one one was kind of drama trained but they had more of a theatre background. I apparently was drama trained <laughs> and the other teacher taught some drama. So anyway, so first day I went in and the weirdest thing was I went in, I don't know if I had so much confidence because I went in and it was sort of like I did, you know, as Lana Salter says, I did the seven-step uh, lesson plan, which was I planned the lesson in the last seven steps before I walked <laughs> in the room. And uh, I had this ball. 
And I thought, okay, so we'll keep the ball in the air. <laughs> so I thought, that sounds like a really good activity to do. I, I think... For um, a warm-up. <laughs> well, that's right. And the thing was, was that I reckon I have, and I'm not kidding, I reckon I must have at least 20 drama activities now that involve a ball because I just made them all up. The boys absolutely loved it, and I became a, le- a little legend in my own little lunchtime. Um, oh, it's fantastic. You know, you go to drama and you keep the ball in the air, you know. And uh, so I thought, yeah, I had to move on from that. Um, so gradually, so my curriculum kind of evolved, um, started revolving around a ball to start with and then kind of expanded out from there. So that was probably my, the love of my career. It was, it was literally, literally trying to keep the ball in the air of my career. It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. So that's kind of how my drama switching started. And then, and then what I did was... The thing that absolutely saved me, which I'm sure saved a lot of people, was I found the Drama Stages book by Gordrian Burgess. Um, Drama Stages 1, 2, 3 and 4, which were on the Drama Victoria shelves for many a year, I know that. And also a book called Time for Drama. And between those books, that, that was my career for quite some time. So I actually kind of got into actually reading books to work my curriculum, which was pretty pretty good, I thought. Um, and eventually I devised my own curriculum. Um, but the thing was, was that, um, yeah, if it hadn't been for those books, honestly, I, I don't know what I would have done. They were still been playing with their balls. I was still, those boys would still have been playing with their balls. Cut that. So... Some uh, memorable... And we haven't talked about the highs. Oh, OK. We have, yeah. There's a lot of highs. I mean, the thing, I think... I mean, uh, And the most memorable experience. Uh, OK, yeah. Well, look, I think the most memorable experiences are... Um, when I was teaching at St Leo's, um, I rang Drama Victoria, Vardy as it was in those days, and Margie Bainbridge was on the end of the phone, bless her heart, and she was the education officer. And I, I can't even remember... I was about... must have been about ordering a book or something, anyway. And I struck up this conversation with her, and she was just fabulous person and such an advocate for drama and before I knew it I was kind of sucked into the world of drama Victoria Vardy as it was and and so on and kind of from there that was kind of a stepping stone for me um became president of drama of Vardy and called drama Victoria drama Victoria I have to say because I hate acronyms (laughs) that's how drama Victoria got its name and, uh, so you were in charge of Drama Victoria changing from Vardy to Drama Victoria? It was me. It was me. There we go. It was me. And also, um, that what had happened prior to that, incidentally, was that I had was president of Drama Australia. That's so, hot. So I was president of Drama Victoria, and then I became president of Drama Australia. But the name change thing happened. Drama Australia. I was responsible for changing the name from Nadi to Drama Australia, which didn't win me a lot of friends in some circles because people <laughs> loved Nadi, even though knew, nobody knew what it meant. Everybody just loved the name. So, um, but I was the one that changed it because uh, Wadi which became Drama West, they'd already changed their name and I could see a trend starting to happen and so I thought, okay, well, they've changed their name so we'll just get on the bandwagon. Anyway, and then, of course, it led me to Idea. So, and then I became... I was on the executive of... I was on the... Yeah, I was on the executive of Idea um, in one role, then I left for a few years and then came back and I'm currently the director of publications for Idea. So, So I think it's one of the highs for me. It's just been able to really have 
absolutely uh, from from very humble beginnings, as I've described, um, in terms of drama education, um, to being able to provide drama education and professional development for people. I mean, that's been one of the most satisfying things that I've that I've done. Have become one of the catalysts for change in drama education. Yeah, I guess so too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but you know, but I think for me, the most satisfying thing. I mean, I nothing gives me greater joy than you know running stuff. For, for my colleagues, I just absolutely love doing that sort of stuff. And if I've got anything to give, you know, I'll give it. And and but you know, I just think I'm a very good. I think if I've got one strength, I'm a kind of good facilitator of things. So I bring out the best in people. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that yeah, that's been the most satisfying part of my career. I think is is that is is working with you know Drama Victoria, Drama Australia idea in that kind of professional development realm. I think. So let's talk about some of those colleagues, the collaborators, the mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, those people that have, you know, come alongside you on yeah. that journey? Well, you know, St Leo's in Box Hill, bless it, I mean, was very good to me because um, a, a very close, very dear friend of mine, Tony Corr, who's out at Xavier, um, uh, what happened was was that I got a phone call one day when I was at St Leo's and from Kate Donnellan at Melbourne Uni saying, look, um, Richard, um, hello, I'm Kate Donnellan. I said, hello, Kate. i never met Kate before. She said, look, um, you know, we've heard you've got an interesting drama program out there. And I thought, gee, that ball in the air thing's really <laughs> got around. And, um, and uh, she said, look, we've got a, I've got a student teacher, Tony Kaur. He's really great. Um, would love you if you could take him on as a student teacher. And I said, sure, no worries, that's fine. He was my first student teacher. And... Um, that sort of set me on a real course of history. I mean, like, so by getting to know Kate, um, uh, and again, the ball in the air thing must have been going well, because not long after she said to me, would you like to come and teach the drama method at Melbourne Uni? And I went, oh, yeah, sounds like a bit of a gig, sounds fun. So um, so that's kind of how that got me into Melbourne University. That's kind of how Melbourne University started. It was, it was from supervising Tony Corr at St Leo's and Kate Donnellan was the kind of connection. So, wow. so that's kind of how that all happened and I've sort of been a bit of Melbourne Uni ever since. Um, but, but obviously, so, so, and Kate was my supervisor for my Masters and for my PhD um, and uh, is a dear, dear friend. And, um, and then also through Kate I got to know people like Joan O'Toole um, who was also my supervisor for my PhD um, and I got to kind of know because I'm a bit of a conference junkie as everyone knows um, I got that's the wonderful thing about the conferences and everything like that I just sort of got to know lots of other people so I got to know a lot of the Queensland people actually like Madonna Stinson and Sandra Gattenhoff and Julie Dunn and apologies if I didn't mention everybody Uh, Bruce Burton who actually who of course was from Victoria and wrote Living Drama Um, and Bruce was actually when I was first on the Drama Victoria Committee um, Bruce was on the committee, and so was Andrea, his 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 partner. So um, uh, the Burtons, as they were known, um, I got to know them in Victoria before Bruce. Bruce then worked at RMIT and then went up to Queensland. So that I, I know a lot of people through the Queensland connection, and also 
with Drama Australia, there's kind of been different flavours at different times. And Queensland, though, Queensland and Victoria have always been very much at the heart. And it's sort of it's sort of swung one way or the other who's who's been more present. But certainly over the years, Queensland and Victoria have been very significant in, in Drama Australia. Um, but we've always had representation from other states, and and, cool, and now, if anything, it's moving more towards New South Wales, if anything, which is which is fantastic. John Saunders is doing a fabulous job. Oh, and John's doing a wonderful job, and I'm looking forward to the conference in uh, in uh, South Australia. Yeah. In South Australia. Well, let's talk about your, your conference yes. junkie that you are. Yeah. The, your favourite professional learning experience. Okay. Um, look, I think um, I think one of the things that that I have always enjoyed with conferences too. It's about, it's as much as where they are as, as what they are. And <laughs> I had an amazing experience with Drama Australia many years ago. I think it was the last time it was held there, which was when it was held in Darwin. And that was incredible because the program was so much about being there which was incredible. People were being bussed in across desert, the desert to get there and that sort what of thing. What do you think that one? A long time ago. <laughs> I can't really remember. Um, but it would have been in the nineties, I guess. And um, and there was there was there was even a famous story of somebody driving a truck across the desert uh, with people in the back just to get to the conference. I so, thought it was a bus with three transvestites on the back. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. And there was the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and they painted the bus. So I remember that. Yeah, so. um, but um, but but I think. I think some of the, I think culturally, some of the things that, that I most take away have taken away from conferences is where I am and the people that I meet there. You know, and increasingly I tend to now go to Asia a lot, so um, uh, which is fantastic, and I uh, really love it. So I've got really close and really good friends and colleagues now in Hong Kong, for example. So last year I went to the Hong Kong equivalent of the Drama Australia conference, the TEFO conference in, in Hong Kong. And so I just... One of the things I like to do when I kind of go to a conference is just to really kind of immerse myself in where I am. And uh, and one of the things about... Um, and that's one of the great things about conferences too. It just gives you an opportunity to travel, you know, whether it's to Adelaide this year or to wherever the next idea congress will be um or or whatever so um you know and again but also i love the fact of, of being local as well so i just i mean that's why i try as much as i possibly can you know to always get to the drama victoria conference because i just love to see what's in my own neighborhood mm-hmm. as well as sort of what's on a bigger sort of scale so that's kind of the thing i mostly take away from it i think and the longevity um, thing, obviously yeah. you've been around for a number of years. What do you reckon are the secrets to sustaining and maintaining a career in drama education? Well, I think you've got to have a passion for it. And I think if you don't have a passion for it, you're not going to, it's not going to sustain you for very long, I think. And also, I think just being open to fresh ideas. Um, you know, I mean, I'd like to think that I still am <laughs> open to fresh ideas. And, and kind of being a bit kind of... Immodest, um, no, modest. Sorry, not immodest. <laughs> modest. Sorry, being a bit modest and uh, and basically um, admitting to yourself that you don't know it all and that that there's another great idea around the corner that's you know and, and sort of embracing that. But I think uh, the other thing too is is that I think you know I think again getting back to an earlier question. I mean I think one of the things that ha- I, I feel you know that we are gradually winning is that sort of advocacy battle. You know, mm. um, and and that you know as every year goes by, 
you know, in the best possible way, drama's more kind of entrenched in the curriculum, certainly in Australia. And But I still think that there are wins to be won um, and I think that that's one of the things that keeps me drives me is that I would just love to see when drama is at the heart of the curriculum and until it's until that happens I'll still be sort of battling for it I think yeah there was an amazing article in the age I don't know if you saw it about the the key skills that that businesses are looking for uh, no. um, I think it was a great advocacy mm. for the arts and it was uh. that notion of creativity yeah uh, being number one yeah and collaboration being number two, uh, um, the two yeah. skills that, that they're looking for in graduating. We, we can do that. In there we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, advice that you would pass on to the the next generation of drama teachers. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think certainly that the one bit of advice that I would give is that you know you are for most drama teachers in schools you're going to be in a small department in your school. So the thing is, is that it may be that you are the one person um, or there may be one or two other people. You may be you may be teaching with people who are drama trained or not drama trained, but, you know, at least if they're teaching drama, you've got someone to bounce ideas off. But I think, you know, this is not just a plug for Drama Victoria, etc. But I think, you know, you there is a great... There is a great supportive family of drama teachers out there, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, you should never feel that you are isolated and on your own, you know, you only, as I did that fateful day, you know, I rang Vardy and spoke to Margie Bainbridge and if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't be here today in doing, you know, what I've done. So, um, you know, I think that's the one thing about drama teachers is that we are very, we're very generous in terms of our ideas and so on and we're very uh, collaborative and I think um, one bit of advice I would say is you know just get out there and see what other people are doing you'll find that people will will help you every step of the way they'll send you the le- their lesson plans they'll send you whatever materials they've got um, but never feel isolated I think that's great advice <laughs> um, let's talk about artifacts oh, okay. something along this is this is going to seem so narcissistic <laughs> As you can see, this is a poster. This is a poster for one of the theatre and education or theatre for schools um, shows that I did, called How Embarrassing. And uh, this was um, this. So the theatre company was called FM Live Theatre Company, and uh, we just decided for this particular poster because it was supposed to look like a B grade horror movie, which it <laughs> certainly was. Um, but the point was is that we d- didn't usually put our faces on the front of our posters, but for this one we did. Which one are you? Is it's it, it's me. Pretty, that's you. That's you. What they did was we didn't even. You're pu- pretty buff. Oh yeah. Well, this you know j- yeah, sort of artistic license. But the thing is, is that um, we sent them a photo of ourselves, um, and then they just took it from there. They didn't take it from real life. So poor Judith. I know. Poor Judith. <laughs> that's right. And um, and of course that's Stephen Booker who was at Sandra for many years and uh, Jenny Apps who um, uh, lives in Ballarat and has been very very instrumental in the uh, the theatre scene in Ballarat ever since she was up there and Judy Jones so um, oh that's Judith yes that's oh, Judith oh I was going to say oh no please <laughs> I was thinking of Judith's hair I thought that was bad. look I mean we've all got really bad haircuts here it's shocking maybe we did it was the 80s it was the 80s exactly so yeah. um, but uh, yeah so that, so that was uh, that's my uh, it's just a homage to um, another part of my life which uh, no longer uh, no longer sort of exists really in terms of uh, all that theatre for school stuff but, and who was Matthew Lambert Matthew, um, Matthew was, um, uh, and still is really, he's, uh, he lives in country Victoria now, he's, he's a very good playwright and uh, he's still 
writing, um, but he was a very young player. I think he was, when he was working with us, he was probably 19, something like that, which was amazing. Cool. And Alan Pentland, who was a very, very good director, and Ruth Clark, who was a very good designer. So we, were, we, we used to get some of the best people involved in our production. So, um, But I just thought, yeah, I know it's very narcissistic. But just, <laughs> that's a great artifact. There, there's uh, any more in the bag? Oh, look, I just, uh, I, I, the only other one I've got is, I just had to bring it because of my absolute love of Shakespeare. So the thing oh. is, is that um, probably one of my, one of the things that kind of sustains me in my current work is... Um, very quickly is uh, several years ago now um, John O'Toole when he was at uh, Drama Australia sorry uh, Melbourne University is what I'm trying to say um he managed to broker an absolutely amazing deal with the Royal Shakespeare Company um, so that the education arm of the Royal Shakespeare Company worked with the University of Melbourne to create this course called The Teaching of Shakespeare and uh, it's still going. Uh, however, we've kind of taken it over now um, in a really good, best possible way. Um, but I've just come off... Um, teaching last week um, teaching uh, Shakespeare for a week um, to, to people um, and it's again that's the that's the great thing I'm still I'm still teaching um, but um, I've kind of again you know because of my love of theatre um, it just kind of gives me that opportunity to still to still teach so if I wasn't doing this I'd probably be teaching VC theatre studies um, but um, but I still get to teach plays and that kind of stuff which is which is very satisfying so you've talked a little bit about your involvement with other drummer associations yeah drummer victoria drummer australia idea um but you're also heavily involved with the bcaa yeah um so can we talk a little bit about your role there and mm-hmm. and how that's informed your your drama education practice yeah well look, i mean i think i mean so to bring it sort of right up to date so i am very heavily involved with um, the VC Drama and VC Theatre Studies. Um, Chief Examiner of Theatre Studies. Chief Examiner of Theatre Studies for the Stagecraft Exam. Yeah. My good friend and colleague Michael Wall is, um, does the same job for the written exam. Um, but I was just, again, you know, I think this is one of those things, charmed life. I was just in the right place at the right time. Um, many years ago, people people remember um, very fondly uh, Rod Parnell. Rod, Rod um, uh, who's now long retired, um, which is, which I'm greatly envious of him for being. Um, but um, he uh, was the face of drama and theatre studies, so he really was the person charged with creating those very early study designs for, for that subject. So it went from being a group two, I think it was called, group two subject to a VCE subject, and Rod kind of shepherded that whole process. And because I had just started teaching was HSC and then it became group two yeah I think and that's then it became VCE right yeah so and that's a level playing field with all the other subjects that's right yeah so even for me that's that's a bit before my time right. <laughs> but the point was was when it became VCE um, I think I was I think I started teaching in like I reckon it was I reckon it was the very last year of group two when I first started teaching and Rod contacted me um, mainly because he he known me from my theatre for young people background, and he said, "Look, I'd like to get someone with a bit of kind of theatre experience, particularly with young people in mind, to um, come and uh, assess for the very first time drama solo performances in the trial year 
And so Marita Ruder and myself, we were the very first people that ever assessed a drama solo performance So in the trial year. So that was amazing. So we had the criteria and we kind of worked it out. And we went, to, we went on a bit of a road tour of Victoria. It was amazing, sort of suburban schools, city schools, regional schools, people that were trialling this new drama subject. Um, and then my dear, dear friend Anne Holt, I was also involved with Anne. I think we did the same thing for the Theatre Studies monologue, from what I remember, in the very early days. Anne was teaching down on Phillip Island at that stage. Um, so I've really been involved with VCE Drama and Theatre Studies since the inception, which <laughs> makes me feel very old. <laughs> uh, but, but the point is, though, is that I've had an amazing history with it, and it's been... I've just professionally found it amazing that I've been able to see how it's evolved and just see how it's become so accepted. And, and we've gone through the battles, which we've now won, about you know not having to have one subject, having still two subjects, which are very distinct from each other and so on. You know, and I've been involved in those discussions and battles. And like yourself, Ellie, you know, I've been involved in study design writing and, and all of that kind of stuff. And... Uh, and so I, 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 you know, I really do enjoy it because also it's become, um, and I don't live and breathe it, but, um, but I've seen it, I've seen it evolve, and I'm just very happy to be on that journey with it. You know. Yeah, it, we've uh, led very privileged lives to be able to witness seven-minute performances on a playhouse stage, a state-of-the-art theatre, yep. packed to capacity with, you know, thunderous applause after each yeah. each presentation. It's really. A special thing indeed. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.